Welcome to a bonus episode of Psyche of Sales. There's too much that I want to speak to Simon about. I thought we'd take the chance to keep picking his brain. We have, uh, I suppose, convinced him with a nice bottle of red burgundy. So a big thank you to Fabian Koch, who's providing the wine for us. Um, he's the producer, not the person who sold me the wine, by the way. But you're so great at this digital marketing as an organisation. Yeah. And we deal with... Big organisations who often don't know where to start when it comes to it. They get an agency and they're just sending the same thing out over yeah. and over again. So I thought if we just spend five, ten minutes and really just break it down, I'll share some of our experiences as well yeah. that, that we've been having because we've had some genuine success off the back of it. Uh, and then hopefully people are getting some something out of it. So, so, so when did this start for you guys? It's a good question. I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to start because you've only given me five minutes and say this. There's like nearly 900 million people on LinkedIn. And if you are not on there doing this, you might as well still be riding horses up Pitt Street yep. whilst everybody else is in Teslas and whatnot. Yeah. Um, because it is just so important and it's such a differentiator. I think I said 23% of our business last financial year was inbound from LinkedIn. Yeah. And there's a lot of reluctance in high performers, especially who are not using it. Why would I need to do that? Yeah. When the reality is actually you can become an even better performer and you can make your life so much more easier by showing more of yourself. So we follow a specific methodology. And the way we look at it is our audience is on there and we're connected in some of our team, you know, they'll have a couple of thousand connections. We've got people with 10,000 plus connections, but their audience is on there. And when LinkedIn do surveys, what do you think is the number one reason why people go to LinkedIn? It's fun work. No, and everybody always says that. It's to be entertained. Oh, wow. So you've got an audience, you've got connections. It's your job, therefore, to do something with that audience. So imagine, you know, you're an actor or you, you, you're in the theater and you've got this audience of people that are just sat there waiting for you to do something, but you do nothing. You just have your profile there and you just kind of nose around a little bit and don't really do much. So what we've done in our business is we've followed a methodology that we were trained on and coached on, and I'll drop their name, they're called Hoxo, okay, a UK company and a guy called Sean Anderson who taught us a methodology and we've deeply embedded it in our business. And what our team do is every day they post on LinkedIn and that action of posting on LinkedIn every day when you think we've got 31, 32 employees is so powerful and so much more powerful than your one, two, three marketing managers who do whatever they do. Yeah. It's so powerful. So they all post every day on LinkedIn consistently some posts get minimal views and minimal likes. Some go crazy, but we're not really bothered about that. We don't really track that. What we track is the fact that they're committed to posting every day. So just let me put this into perspective. You have 30 people yeah. who work four days a week. Yeah. Is that right? We yeah. haven't even explored that, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah. There's more we can do. Another day we'll talk yeah. about that. We'll talk work-life balance. But that's 120 posts, right, Yeah. Uh, every week yeah. that they're putting on. So we'll call that 500 a month yeah. or 6,000 posts yeah. a year. Yeah. And we often say this to organizations that if you have, well, we got one the other day we were talking about, there 250 salespeople. And we said roughly you're making 10 calls every single day, right? So there's 2,500 calls. Five days a week is 12,500. That's 50,000 a month, 600,000 a year. And I said, so imagine if you were consistently great in every call you made as an organization. Yeah. I said, imagine if you weren't the impact that would have at 600,000 yeah. calls. So you've got, you know, 500 a month posts that are going out there for precision sourcing. 
And so the impact, if you get it right, is enormous, right? It's huge, huge. <clears throat> and you can't replace the other stuff, the craft that we've talked about, and yeah. nothing beats a call and a really great call and a great meeting. Nothing beats that. And a coffee and looking into the whites of eyes of your client and building a relationship, nothing beats that. This is an enhancement, and it's a very powerful enhancement. Um, so I'll explain the methodology. The, we, we call it PVC, all right? And uh, the first, the, the P stands for personal. Okay. Everybody must post one personal post per week. They get the most likes. People get addicted to it, the dopamine, you know, the picture of the dog, the picture with the kids or the golf course. But one a week is enough. And the V stands for valuable, three valuable posts a week, and I'll come to that in a moment. Yeah. And then the last one is credible. If I, can, if I can jump in, the personal one is one that hit me because one of your guys went for a run and he took a photo of, you know, that Barangaroo, there's the water yeah. that you can now have a swim in. And he took a photo and posted that and said, what are your lunchtime, you know, getaways or something you can do? And I just, I still remember the photo he took and I've always thought on a sunny day, wouldn't it be great to go and have a swim yeah, in yeah. the ocean there? And, um, there's been a number that I remember, but what's interesting for us with our posts is if we look at what got the most interest, it's, there's a personal element to it. 100%. So, so it's not of, here's my kids, I've never posted anything like that, but you know, a lot of people I know know that I've been a huge West Tigers fan. So when we, when I got to sit in the coaching box of the West Tigers and, and be in the dressing rooms during a game, like that, People were really, they love that. They, they love that, and that, that's a simple way of doing it and very effective. But if I ask you this, Johnny, what was the first job you ever had? And what impact did it have on you in your life? What did you learn from it? Well, that's an interesting one because Will and I did a practice video a while ago because I saw a post, and it was of Alex Hamozi, and he started in door-to-door selling or yeah. cold calling. Yeah. And he said this piece around this idea of, and he, and he almost exactly said what you said, yeah. which was he looked at what the best did and I copied it, but I doubled their output because I'm new. So I've got to double their output. And I, I think in that sense, we, we did a version of that. Will mocked it up. I just got out of my car. He's just filming me as I'm walking. And I refused to put it up because I just wasn't confident comfortable enough. Yeah, or confident it, enough yeah, to yeah. put it out there. 100%, but if I ask you again, what was the first job you ever had? I worked at the Kingstein Welcome Mart yeah. by a guy called Ken, yeah. who was a Papua New Guinean Chinese immigrant to Australia who lived yeah. in Queensland. Yeah. He was like a second father to me. Yeah. He took me fishing, but he taught me hard work. He showed me how to sweep floors effectively, right? He was one of the funniest human beings that I've ever met in my life. He showed me how to make, um, how do I put it, uh, a meal under $4 back then. So it was corned beef in a tin, yeah. right? Uh with Maggi sauce and packeted rice yeah. in the microwave, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's that kind of thing that yeah. I was speaking to people at 10 years old at Kingstein Welcome Art, learning my craft, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So there is your LinkedIn post that's personal. Yeah. So how many of your potential clients have had a first job before that was similar? Well, well all of them have had a first job, right? Yeah. And they've all got their own stories and their own experience. And if they saw you post about that, yeah. And maybe a picture of the Walmart or wherever it is, or you outside of it, or a picture of corned beef or whatever it might be, and you telling that story, do you think you'll be more relatable? Do you think they will show empathy towards that and think, I can relate to that and maybe comment 
or if your question at the end is what was your first story and how did it affect you? So this is, you know, people get hung up on the dogs thing and that their kids and father's day. Yes. So many questions you can ask yourself that are personal that you can put out there once a week that your audience will relate to and engage with. Yeah. Um, and there's a real simple one about people's first jobs and yeah. their career and the impact it had. It can be things like, you know, how do you keep the balance in your life? How do you cope when things start getting a little bit crazy? What are the three things that you do? Yeah. You share that. Like you might have a thousand people see that post and there might be only five people who learn something from it, but you're helping people and it's a personal post and people will relate to that because we've all got the same stuff going on. You've got your kids, you've got your dog, you've got your passion for what you do. And I think it's important that the more you show, and it's a little bit like when somebody says to you on a sales call, how are you, Johnny? In response, and you talk about how your weekend was or why you're excited about this weekend or what you've got going on. If you can show yourself in a personal post and be brave enough, I think you'll find that people will see it, they'll relate to it, and you'll find that you'll get a lot more engagement and you'll get a lot more, your calls will be warmer and it'll resonate. So two things people are listening right now. Number yeah. one is I forgot there was a camera on and we were being recorded because I felt like I was being coached by yeah. you yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so I think people are first of all thinking this is why Simon's good at what he does because yeah. he's a good coach. I think two is when you talked about letting go of the outcome and I've said this to Will before that I almost want it to be taken over for me so I don't have no. to worry about – no, no, I don't mean that bit. I, yeah. I mean still ask me the question, I'll do it but I don't see the outcome of it in a way that, that it's, it's just... It's a truck. It, it is. And, and as you said, it, it's some things are really well liked, some aren't. And so you get caught up in this whole, I'm trying to serve an audience as yeah. opposed to what we talked about day one, like the first minute, what makes a great salesperson? Yeah. Be authentic. Yeah. Be yourself. Yeah. Here's another one, Johnny. What's the best book you've ever read and what impact did it have on who you are today in your life? Yeah. Wow. You want me to answer it? Yeah. Then I, I, my, my head went straight to um, either a Harry Potter book because yeah. I'm not really into fantasy in any yeah. way, but it was the first fantasy book I couldn't put down. Yeah. Um, number two, I was given a book called Skills with People by Les Giblin. Yeah. It's 43 pages long. Yeah. And I like to think that he didn't give it to me because he didn't think I could read a longer book. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just really basic skills yeah. of how to deal with people. In fact, I'm going to go one up. A book called Self Made in America. Yeah. Same guy who gave me skills with people yeah. gave me a book and said, I think this is perfect for you right now. And it's about a guy who made himself in America through hairdressing salons, but it came at a time of life that there are six or seven messages out of that yeah. that I will never forget. Yeah. And it put me onto the, the road of entrepreneurship. You're a you you're a young father, I think you've got four. Four daughters. Four daughters. I wouldn't say I'm How young. How many anymore, people out there in your audience have got kids? I would say a, a, a reasonably large percentage. And you were a young dad when you become a father, I would say? Yeah, I was, I was, we, as you know, we adopted girls. Yeah. In fact, probably people don't know because I don't mention yeah. it. Yeah. But I adopted two girls 13 years ago next month. Okay, so if you think of yourself... And so I would have been 30 at the time. So if you think of yourself as a dad then and a dad now, in your learnings as a parent and as a dad, like what are your three biggest insights that you could share about being a dad as a 30 year old and how you are now yeah 
again, are we, are we answering this or is this is a post I that we I'm need to put? Yeah. Okay, well, I think number one is is be there, be totally present wherever you can, like, like literally just, just be there. Um, number two, I'm making this up as I'm going. That's fine. It's not about being right. It's about making sure that you're there for them and getting yeah. them to learn. So sometimes I, I was getting caught up in that's not the right way to do it. Yeah. That's not how I was taught it. Yeah. You know, whereas now I'll just hold them and say, are you okay? Yeah. Or how are you feeling about that and, yeah. and, and really be there? Um, so I think probably present in that. I think three is just children bring out the child in you. And, and I had one of the greatest days of my life on Saturday, taking the kids to a butcher in Marrickville. Yeah. And then we parked past a park with two swings and a little seesaw. Yeah. And we stayed, spent 45 minutes in this basic park. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how to get there again. Yeah. And then we dropped into a wine bar and had a glass of wine and they had some olives together and we just had an absolute ball. So I think I think those are the things is just be there and be present. Don't try and be right. Just, just there to help and, and comfort. And then maybe number three is just have fun. So imagine if you started a LinkedIn post and maybe it's a picture of you and the kids at that park. You started off with the, the age of 30 years old. My wife and I adopted two girls. We've now had two further girls, I'm a father of four kids, and here's the biggest three learnings and insights that I want to share from the last 14 years. Yeah. Like, that is powerful. And again, I'm not saying that you should do that, yeah. but that is powerful and people would come away from reading that, feeling warm and fuzzy and knowing a little bit more about you. And I think that's something that it's very, that's about a quick win, I'd call it, where you could do it. Yeah. So, so there's three personal posts we've talked about there. There's the the sharing something about parenthood, sharing something about a book that's had an impact on your life and your first job, three quick really, yeah. like all of your audience probably reads, all of your audience are maybe parents or at one point would like to be and all of your audience have probably had a first job before. So I think you can do stuff like that really easily just by asking yourself questions. Yeah. And um, that's the personal side, the valuable side, three valuable posts a week. We've got so much going on in our head, so much craft and knowledge that we think our clients and our candidates and our people who we sell to our audience know. They actually don't. The really obvious stuff that comes easy to us. So what would be the number one most important thing when you come out of a client or a sales session where you think, I wish I could impart that into that person's head and they would do this every day? Yeah. What would it be? Well, as you say that, that is one of my greatest frustrations is that we get to see it every day across thousands of people and it's so simple and so clear in a lot of ways is could you just do this? Yeah. You know, and so you're asking me on the spot what are those things? I think number one is treat every human being as it's them. Yeah. Not not. A script, yeah. not this. Doesn't mean you can't have a prep script to, to be there, but just be, be be looking at people's reactions, looking at how comfortable they are, but treat every human being as an individual human being, right? Number two is just get curious, right? Ask questions, but want to know the answer, right? It, it, it's my biggest frustration that you see someone that could be at a coffee shop or someone, and someone says something, and it's just an obvious question yeah. to ask off the back of it, but get curious. But don't try and learn 15 things, little things from someone. Yeah. Learn two or three yeah. of depth. Yeah. That is what's going to move someone, right? And three, only talk to things. I'm going to give you four. No, you only have three. Okay. 
prospect. So you've just basically, there's three insights that would be massively valuable to some salesperson that you've never met, but you're connected to, yeah. or a connection of a connection's connected to. And imagine just you, <clears throat> you're walking to your coffee shop on a Monday morning, it doesn't have to be kind of edited by Will or anything like that, and you're just in your phone, you're waiting for your coffee. There's three things that I see week in, week out, from meeting thousands of salespeople throughout my career that I wish I could just impart in their head, and here's the three things, and you just put out a LinkedIn post on a video, but also you typed it out as well. That's value to somebody. Yeah. And that's for free. Yeah. So if you can always give value, you do that three times a week, you can think about the stuff that is just really obvious, and by asking yourself these questions and making a, what we call a, a value bank, you can post about this two or three times a week, and people will start to see it, and it brings a lot of help to them, and it makes an impact on their lives, and they see you as professional, they see you as somebody who brings value, and you'll start to find some inbound work coming in. Did you know what on that? I was, I was talking to a gentleman the other day who runs a wine bar, a very, very good one in Sydney, and I was having a glass of wine, and I, I did an hour and a half of prospecting at his bar, Yeah. right? And it was good fun sitting there, and he said, I've noticed you use LinkedIn really well. And he said, uh, first of all, the other thing I should say is, his Italian uh, offsider, English as a second language, said, the problem I have with all of your videos, Johnny, is you speak way too fast and I don't understand it very well. So I need you to slow down. That's my feedback for you. And I said, do you think it's in any way the fact that English is your second language? Yeah. Because some people find just moving quickly. And he said, aha, good point, Johnny. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and then, But he sends me messages now yeah. on feedback, on things that are slower and easier for him to get. Like, you know, they talk about feedback as a gift, right? It's, it's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But the point is he asked me about how to use LinkedIn. He said that I'd like to use LinkedIn more and I've started putting posts. And I said to him, what if you just added value? What if you said, because I said, well, like, what do you want from it? He says, well, we've got this great space for Christmas parties. I know that we have better events than anyone. Yeah. I said, why don't you put a post up there and say, when, when organizing a Christmas party, make sure you remember these three things. He's a wine expert. I said, choosing wine for a Christmas party we know you're on a budget. It doesn't have to be expensive. His three ways of getting great yeah, value. Exactly. Why not? So I was doing this for him without a methodology, mind you. I was just sort of giving him examples. Like, yeah. you know, talking about in the kitchen, here's a couple of dishes that we have when you're at home. Yeah. Think about this is how to make them. But add value to people. And it was the yeah. big thing I had with the team early on. They wanted me to start sharing an able IQ. And Will will probably nod his head with this and say, I said, I refuse to until we have enough value on an able IQ that someone could look at it and say, Gee, I'm glad I like that page. Yeah. And now I believe there is enough value on that page that it's worthwhile anyone going to if you're in sales or leadership. But it took me a while to get it. And we just were so, we want to really emphasize this idea of just add value, give yeah. people good stuff, right? And you guys do, like you really do. And again, imagine if you come out of a session and you've just met the most amazing salesperson and you come out and you just put on a video or on LinkedIn, you know, I've just had an amazing session with the team there, whoever it might be, and then number one salesperson, what? He or she does day in, day out that I find that others don't. Is this, everybody will be dying to read that, you know? And, and I think that you share it, it's value. somebody will read that and they'll learn from it and they'll be like, wow, that really resonates. And it's getting your brand out, they're hearing you. And you, you're an Italian guy that you, you were talking about. Imagine if people could hear him on video and his accent and people yeah. buy into that. Oh, and, and his good, story and the human. DNA and yeah. who he is. And the third one is, is the credible side, which is I suppose you're doing now. And there's nothing more powerful than getting a client on camera talking about your service and you, you're kind of doing that to a certain extent here 
But if you can get somebody on camera, on LinkedIn, talking about how you brought value to them, and that's why real estate are amazing at this. You'll see it, that the McGrath and um, this person sold this amount of property. If you're looking to sell your house, and we have this issue in Australia with tall poppy syndrome. We don't like showing off. And if we were in the US, we'd be, we'd be, like, we wouldn't have an issue with that. But the UK is the same. We don't like putting ourselves out there. It's so important because people want to see your ratios. They want to see your customers and what they've got to say about you and think about your potential audience who you're connected with, who have got a challenge right now that they need help with. And then they see somebody on camera with a similar challenge to what they've got, talking about how you solved it. Now these posts don't get the likes, they don't get the um, comments, but they hit home. And these are the ones we're most reluctant to put out there. The personal posts get the likes and the views and, oh, Johnny, that's amazing. But it's, it's, it's these ones that really hit home, the kind of credible posts. We have an advisor um, to the business you need to meet. He lives up your way. Yeah. Great human. Um, and he's been hitting me since day one. You need to get what your clients say. Because he's met half a dozen of our clients now. And he said, like, people don't understand the impact you're having. And I said, yeah, but the way we've always done it is we're kind of under the radar in that sense. We don't we don't talk about our clients. Like yeah. we, we don't, on our website, we don't have 100 clients on there. But this will be even more impactful. This is what we've changed. You shouldn't go on camera with them because I would say more about you and be nicer about you if you weren't here. Because you don't like me personally. Of course, it gets a bit awkward. Yeah. So if it was just me and Will, and Will said, tell me about the part Johnny's played in your business and helping it become what it is today. I will go deeper and talk more without you there. Yeah. And that's the other thing to think about as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, that's a lot to think about just for me personally. And I think that, as you say, be personal, be vulnerable. And I know that LinkedIn for me has been really challenging because yeah. it's not my natural state. So when you look at impressions this year versus last year, We've seen an increase of 433,000%. That's huge, yeah. Right? I've told the team I expect the same trajectory. So next year, I want to see 433,000. That means billions of views next year yeah. from there. But but the, the, the point is that, and obviously I say it tongue in cheek, is that it's a bit like when we train on prospecting and we say, don't worry about how many people respond because people are seeing it and it's part of that mind share. And if they see it's five times, six times, nine times, et cetera, right, that is often what it takes before they start wanting to engage. I'm finding LinkedIn is identical, is that I'm finding that people are seeing it. They've never liked a single post. They like a couple of posts. Before you know it, I have a message. But they might not even like it. I've got friends who I'll bump into a friend on the Manly Ferry and they're like, I saw that post about, that was amazing. I'm like, but you didn't like it. Like, yeah, I see them. And then we start talking. They're like, it's <clears throat> so you've got to be careful that, <clears throat> again, 30 minutes a day, put your post out, check in at lunchtime, see if there's any comments, anything you should interact with. And then end of player, have a look because you can end up chasing the, yes. the likes and stuff. Yes, and you yeah. should look at your post and analyze the reach. And, but you shouldn't get, again, it's like brushing your teeth. You just do it every day, analyze it, see what's working, what's not. And again, don't think that you have to keep coming up with new content. After a year, you can go back to your old posts and you can repost them as well because there'll be people who haven't seen them and there's so much on there that they're not going to see it. You put that post out 18 months ago. So also be aware of that. So 
just to wrap this up, you've got the PVC. Yeah. So personal. Yeah. Valuable. Yeah. Credible. Yeah. Are the three things you've got to consider. Yeah. One day a week, this is how you do it within yeah. the organisation, is on personal. Yeah. And it's it doesn't have to be about children. It's like it could be anything, you know, that, that, that's a personal share. Our guys do it on a Monday because they've done something at the weekend that they want to share. Yeah. I saw a lot of cool holidays that you guys yeah, did as well and things like this. And, and I think especially for me, because I've met them, to see them out on holidays or over in Europe or something like this, it's kind of cool. And I'm connected on social media with some of your guys as yeah. well. And so seeing that I think is really cool. I think the valuable piece is I've probably commented on, on more of your team's things than I have anyone else's because yeah. it has drawn me to. They do yeah. actually create really interesting things for a candidate for a potential recruiter like that they really do add a lot of value in that sense and then that idea of credible is finding a way and i think you know for some people this is really easy yeah they're good at that promotion and self-promotion i think for others it's more challenging but again it's like prospecting just do it be brave yeah and it's like again i'll go back to the kind of the, the horse and car analogy. If you're not doing it, yeah. you're on a horse. Yeah. And some people find it really challenging, and I get that. And I we've do got personally. to be really empathetic yeah. to it. And again, I, you know, how we look and how we feel and that type of stuff. But you just got to put it out there and be brave and understand that it won't happen overnight. You won't start getting inbound. It takes time, exactly yeah. the, the same way with prospecting and the gym and. But if you're consistent with it and you make it as important as brushing your teeth, give yourself a period of time and you'll start to see the... And I think this is the thing that, that gets missed a lot, is that if you're good at what you do and you truly add value, you should want to get that to more people. Yeah, it's like we've had posts reach 180,000 views. I could sit here all day banging that phone for the rest of my career yeah. and I'm never going to reach... How many that. posts would you have had over 100,000, do you think, like as a team? As a team. I only trap my own Johnny because I'm quite competitive. Like okay, that. okay. No, um, I really don't know. But, 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 but we've got some like we've what got I'm some getting awesome at is, is people who I've just hit a hundred thousand impressions for the yeah. year, right? Today, literally yeah. today. So it's it's good timing for the conversation. But you would have millions and millions yeah, and yeah. millions. We don't even track it now because it's just yeah. it's it's as like it almost feels like an it's arbitrary like brushing number. Your teeth. It's just like you just do it because it's so obvious that it works. Yeah. Like well, that's two of my takeouts. One is. I've got to get better at LinkedIn and two, I've got to start brushing my teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, you've made that point very clear here. Passive aggressive. Albeit subtly as well. So I, um, this has been so much fun. Uh, we've got to do it more often. I'd love to get you on. It'd be great if, if, any, if your team members wanted to jump on as well and awesome talk about it. I, I know you do as well. And, but not even that, just sales and see it from their perspective because yeah. I know – It'd be great to hear from a salesperson talk about what it's like walking into a role play session day one yeah, yeah. versus what it's like six months later. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for those that are recruiting for their business, you're brilliant at what you do as an organisation. You're brilliant at what you do as a leader of getting people to be great at what they do. The culture within the business isn't just fun and they like what they do. They want to get better, which only serves their clients and their, their candidates better. And what is your uh, tagline? What is your vision? In terms of what to help talent help talent achieve? Yeah. You, you're asking me that because it came from you. No, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That was uh, one of my prouder it, it, moments. Our, our big thing is, you know, we're not doctors, we're not nurses, um, but we believe that we play a significant part in 
in the world in that we're helping people find work and we're helping people who are hiring kick goals and deliver on projects by finding them good people. And, you know, they say that changing job is up there with kind of getting married and moving house. And we would like to think we play a part in helping that be as smooth as possible. And, and you know, once a month we'll get a candidate on a call with the whole team. Yeah. And we'll get that candidate who we've placed to share their story and understand where they were at in their life and how they come across us and what part we've played and how we've helped them. And we had a lovely conversation with a candidate and it was Joel's first ever placement. And there wasn't anybody in the room not crying because he talked about the fact that he'd moved to Australia. I'm choking up now, Johnny, no, I'm not. And he talked about the fact that this guy was, he was living in his car. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he'd had other, had other interviews and they'd bombed. But Joel set him up there to make sure he was as prepared as possible for all the questions that were gonna come from the client. And now this guy's working for one of the big four and um, living the Australian dream. Yeah. And he talked about the part that Joel had played yeah, wow. in helping him get out of living in a car to get this job, which was his first start in Australia. And, and we always tell the team, treat every single person, whether they're new to the country or whether they're a $3,000 a day project director, exactly the same way. And, um, you know, no news is news. Call these people back and, and make sure they know that we understand they're a human. Yeah. It's funny, I've had, I've had over the last week and this week, I'll have four coffees, calls, drinks with people who are looking, they're going for new jobs and I'm helping them prepare for them. And often they'll ask, what can I do for you? And I say, well, nothing, because it's something I can give you for free that, you know, which is funny because I ironically yeah. charge for my time. But but I just, I made a decision early on through a mentor I had, which is just just help. It's calm, yeah. Don't, don't, don't get anything back for it. Don't ask. And there's a few bottles of champagne and things that I've received out there, which is lovely. But it, but it's more that that idea of that we truly believe we want to change the way the world sells, and we believe the way the world sells is wrong. And the more people who do it the way we think is right, which is genuine, which is authentic, you know, here I am um, coughing as I'm talking about it. But but there's there's too many people who do it the wrong way, as we said, and and we believe that the way the world sells is wrong. And we want people to be genuine, authentic, like you've said, get extra curious and understand drivers, match your offering to those drivers, and just be progressing conversations. If you can do those things, and I'm, I'm simplifying here, you'll be better at what you do. We get a thousand people to do that, then the, the industry is better. If we can get a million people doing it, and, and I think that's the piece there that, that you genuinely do make an impact. And when yeah. you have 30 people making the 10, 20 calls and making these LinkedIn things that are going to millions of people, it does make a genuine impact. So, Sai, you're a, you're a good operator. You're good at what you do. You build a great business, but you're an even better human. Thanks for being a, a great friend, but also a, um, yeah, a guest on Psyche of Sales. <laughs>